you are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia, Carolyn, the bookworm, Madeline, the wild card, and Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Hello listeners, and welcome to another episode of Mostly Murder, But Sometimes Not. I am your host for today, and my name is Carrie, and my siblings are with me, and they are... I'm Katie. I'm Maddie. And I'm Mac. Okay. So, uh... For today's episode, we watched the Swedish version of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movie. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> uh, like, I, in my research, there's, like, so many different things, like, going on with this, like, series and movie and property. There's just, like, there's a lot. But we'll get into it. So um, I tried to summarize this as best I could. Okay, um, I looked up a couple different um, summaries. Like some of them were like a sentence and some of them were like three pages. <laughs> so um, I kind of took one and then like cut it down and threw in my own stuff. So Mikhail Blomqvist is a journalist who loses a libel case brought by a corrupt Swedish businessman. Something something Werner Strom. Because I I forgot that. What his Hans name was Eric. That? Hans Eric. Okay, I deleted it from my thing and I didn't put it back. <laughs> Though he was set up using false evidence. Blankvist is approached by an attorney for Henrik Wenger, the frail and wealthy octogenarian of the Wenger Group. Wenger? Wenger, Wenger Group, who lives in a remote island located several miles to the north of Stockholm, surrounded by other family members' houses. It turns out Mr. Wenger wants to hire Blomqvist to unearth the truth behind his niece Harriet's disappearance some 40 years ago when she was 16. Although her body was never found, Mr. Wenger believes it was murder, because that day there was an accident on the only bridge that links the island with the mainland. The bridge was closed, nobody could get it out, and nobody could get onto the island. Yet Harriet just vanished into thin air. Although 40 years have passed on the cold case, Mr. Wenger hopes to learn what happened to her before he dies. His island is inhabited by his only surviving brother, Harold, and Martin, Harriet's brother, and son of Gottfried, Henrik's brother who drunkenly fell into the lake and drowned a year before Harriet disappeared. Blankvist was vetted by, uh, for the lawyer by Lisbeth Salander, a goth girl who makes a living as a computer hacker and researcher for a security company. She has a troubled past due to a crime committed in her youth. Um, we see flashbacks of her throwing gasoline on a man and lighting him on fire, and we are led to assume that he is her father who abused her mother. It's bad. Uh, so she must report to a probation guardian in order to live freely <laughs> she the guardian controls her finances um during her first meeting with the new guardian because her old one had a stroke 
He threatens to accuse her of causing trouble and have her put into a psychiatric hospital if she does not comply with his sexual demands, and she is forced to commit a sexual act. She later requires access to her own money to replace her damaged computer and plans to trap her guardian with a hidden camera. However, instead of forcing her to commit the same sex act as before, this time he attacks her, restrains her, and violently rapes her. Lisbeth gets her vengeance. After some time, she goes back to her guardian's apartment, tases him, and ties him up. She tells him that she has a recording of her rape and sets down ground rules for what will happen with her guardianship going forward. He will have no access to her money. He will submit glowing reports, and in a year, will dissolve the guardianship. She has also been keeping tabs on Blomqvist's investigation through the hack she has of his laptop, and sends him a message telling him that what he had assumed were phone numbers with names found in Harriet's diary are actually Bible quotations. Blomqvist tracks her down, and they begin to work together, discovering a series of murders connected to the names and quotes. They also begin a quasi-relationship. They begin to realize that they are close when Mikhail is shot at during one of his runs on the island. Elizabeth and Mikhail both believe the culprit to be Harold, the only surviving brother of Henrik and a resident on the island. Mikhail breaks into Harold's house while Elizabeth goes to the Vanger group to track down business receipts that correspond with the murders. Mikhail is caught and attacked by Harold, but Martin, Henrik's nephew and Harriet's brother, arrives and takes Mikhail back to his house to call the police. Instead of that phone call, though, Martin tranquilizes Mikhail and ties him up in his fancy cellar while Elizabeth simultaneously discovered evidence that Gottfried and Martin committed the murders together while on business trips. Martin reveals to Blomqvist that he and his father killed those women following some religious fanaticism of his father, who was a Nazi, and the women were presumed to be Jewish. After Godfrey's death, he continued, uh, Martin continued killing women, but disposed of their bodies so no one knew. Elizabeth arrives in time to save Mikhail, and Martin drives away and dies in a fiery car wreck witnessed by Elizabeth. However, Martin didn't kill Harriet. One of Elizabeth's contacts discovers her in Australia, alive! She reunites with Henrik and tells him she ran away because her father and brother were sexually abusing her. She killed her father, and Martin witnessed it, and she had to escape to prevent more abuse. Mikhail serves his sentence for libel three months, but Lisbeth gives him evidence against Wennerstrom to prove his original claims and he is redeemed. She hacks into Wennerstrom's finances and takes his money, starting off into the sunset, a free and wealthy woman. Oof! I didn't know how to make that short. <laughs> that, That's okay. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot uh, That's, it yeah. feels okay. like the... Um, guy from snl like a horrible version of like this has everything oh, <laughs> yes Stefan. yeah yes. Stefan. yeah yeah so yeah. this is it's the perfect job for dark Nazis. Stefan. murder yes rape tattooing Press computers <laughs> magazines old men business receipts archives Tracking down photos negatives red Microfiche. lines of strings <laughs> bibles Bibles, Swedish okay. country houses, yeah. Swedish Nazis. Bibles, Swedish language, Bibles. Yeah. Okay, so who has seen this specific movie before? Me, no one. Oh. Not I. I had. Okay, I had seen this one before. Um, what about the uh, 2011 remake by David Fincher? Yes. Has anyone seen that? Okay, Katie. I've seen also that. Also, no. 
Okay, Mac has not seen it. Maddie has. All right. Um, okay. Who read the so books? This... <sighs> Was that going to be your question, Katie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's Who has read? Okay. So the books, there's the original series by Steve Larson, who actually died before any of the books were published. He left like three unpublished manuscripts. Um, so there's the three by him. Then there's a second trilogy and then a third trilogy um by random other people so but the first one is called the millennium trilogy correct correct okay so who's read the first trilogy by steve larson other than me because i have okay i have read all three books i know i've seen the first swedish movie and i think i've seen the other two okay but i have a confession to make i don't think i remembered any of it okay mac this is my first time encountering this story in any form. Okay, that's interesting. I like that we have that perspective. Yeah. I know, I'm really curious. I know, Maddie. I, everyone was so obsessed with it. I think our whole family was. but like Everybody was. In 2009 to 2000, let's say 11 to 12. like It was an international bestseller. For that short period of time. And then watching it again, I was like, truly, I didn't remember. Like, things kind of came back to me a little bit, but Yeah, I feel like the date in which, the time in which it came out very much explains why I have not been exposed to this story. Because uh, dark, sexually twisted Swedish crime dramas were not really my beat in high school. (laughs) I was going to say, you were what, 15? You were probably like, wait, in 2009? Yeah, you would have been 15. Yeah, I okay. would have been a no, freshman. 12. No. You were born in 94. Born in 94. 94. 9 minus 4 is 5. Yep, 15. <laughs> okay, so Mac, did you have any idea going into this that it would contain such um Multitude. explicit scenes? Oh. I I kind of knew because there was always like when I was really, we were all kind of protected in our own way, especially me because I was the youngest. So I feel like a lot of the whole don't watch this, it's very dark was aimed at me as a kid. So I I always knew rape and sexual assault were some aspect of this movie. Okay. And I also I knew was, it yeah. had a dark goth hacker. I was worried you went into this without knowing any of that. And that would be quite jarring experience. Yeah. I knew, yeah. and it was still kind of jarring. It was very yeah, I mean, jarring. Yeah. They, I remember that's one of the only things I remembered from the book slash movies, and I still was like, I fast forwarded through. I also have a confession. To be fully honest, I told mom and dad what I was watching, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna join you." <laughs> no, no, Katie. wait, Katie. No, well, Mark I, and Susan. Have, no, I've watched the. Dad loves this trilogy. He has seen the Daniel Craig movie at least twice. I was going to say, didn't we see this with Dad in theaters? Yeah, we saw the Daniel Craig one with Dad in theaters. I distinctly remember. Yeah. Because he had also read the books. It was honestly one of the first times I think we were all literally, um, when I say family, everyone except basically Mac. and kind. I don't think Mom read them. I don't think Mom read them, no. Mom would never. But Dad read them. And yeah, we saw it with Dad. That's so bad. I know. Okay, but I that's don't so think, bad, guys. I don't I, think the David Fincher one is quite as graphic. Dad 
said it's completely different. I don't remember the Fincher movie because I only saw it the one time. It's not completely different. Well, <laughs> I'm going to w- probably watch it because now I like want to know. This is yeah. definitely more accurate to the books. That's what I thought. I thought this one. Okay. Because the other thing I wanted to bring up, aka like Mac not having seen it, is I think this is the only Swedish thing I've ever watched like movie wise like i don't think i've seen any other swedish movie i never saw the let, let the right one in about like the kid vampire okay. and i thought troll hunters was swedish but it's not it's norwegian <laughs> so <laughs> but then i remembered we did cover wallander which is the same kind of dark twisted thing even though it was the british version of, of the original swedish so mac knowing that you pretty much like you still I guess that my question is, like, you knew it was, like, one of the dark Swedish, like, crime thriller things. Yeah. It's weird, but, to th- it's weird to think that their crime thrillers are so dark when, if their jail representation is accurate at the end of this movie, <laughs> this is a, that was the coziest jail I've ever seen. I mean, Honestly, it is a known thing that... It reminded me of college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that Scandinavia was a basically has yeah dorm rooms for jail, and the U.S. has, like, cages. Yeah. Also, their, their recidivism be- rate is not high, like, at all. Yeah. Yeah. And we also know that it doesn't work <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah. Cages? Yeah. Cages yeah. don't work. The dorm well, you rooms know what? are better. Yeah, what? we still need to have enslaved people, so that's what prison is for. So they yeah. just need to throw people in there. Yeah, but the economy depends on it. The Sw- Swedish economy does not depend on their prisoners <laughs> for unpaid labor. They don't run on this prisoner industrial complex. I don't know. No. Anyway, I, I, wait. <laughs> look, any student of history knows that if you want to look for enlightenment, it isn't necessarily in Northern Europe. There's dark shit under everything. And this okay, movie's an excellent wanted, example of that. I wanted to point out, we should also remember, he didn't, like, murder anyone. He was accused of libel. So he's not, this like, a true. danger. So, like, this is definitely, like, I know that rich white-collar crime in America also has better facilities than, like, people who had marijuana three times. Yeah. Like, I do. still, agreed. I watched, so, okay, I have a confession is that yes. I watched this last week and then I watched the next one and then the next one. So I've watched all three of these this week. <laughs> wow. I'm about to also watch the next two. I have That's a I have to continue my point, but Tim just walked in the door and is about to be loud. Okay. Get That's fine. Um, Katie, while that's happening, um, did mom did mom and dad end up watching this with you? So yes. I told them like you have to be prepared that I'm watching for the podcast, so the lights are going to be on, and I might pause it so I can like look stuff up. Um, Mom came about five minutes in, but Dad wanted to finish the basketball game for the final four or whatever, so he uh-huh. came up about half an hour in. But they both remembered a lot of it, and like they didn't talk a ton, which was good. But mom did want to point out that Henrik had impressive eyebrows. <laughs> oh my god! That's one of my notes too! Yeah. So that came that came from mom. Yay. And uh, yeah. It was... I mean... 
I think it was weird that it some of the darker scenes didn't feel that awkward because we'd all seen it before. So it's not like when we first watched Game of Thrones with Dad and then realized we should never do that because it was yeah. like yeah. <laughs> unexpected. This is something we like we all knew it was gonna happen at some point. I remembered the first time she met with her guardian, like what that story kinda ended with in this movie. Did mom so, know? Yeah. yeah, she has seen I know she's seen the Daniel Craig. Okay. Um, she must have watched it. At, like, she didn't go to the movie with us. It no. was just us three and dad, right? Right. I think so. But I'm not lying. When dad, I say dad loves this. Like, this is one of the only movies he's seen. Dad ever. has a, like, a thing about <laughs> no. young, talented women. Like, what, like, whatever he, you know, those, like, um, like America's Got Talent or whatever. Like yeah. he always loves, you know, like if a if a young girl has a great singing voice, you know, he, they're like, wow. And like he does You have to watch this. I mean, he was all in the Avril Levine and yeah. Amanda Marshall and Beth Hart. Uh, yeah, Beth Hart, Obvi. Um but yeah, he has a I don't know, strong woman I think he's uh yeah. obsession a little bit. Which <laughs> I mean good. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. like strong, competent women. I mean, it's yeah. one thing I'm glad I got from him, apparently. <laughs> okay. Aww. Thanks, Dad. Aww. Gross. Aww. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember when they were casting the American one, the Fincher one? It yeah. seemed like every single Hollywood actress from the age of like 16 to 30 was like, I need to play this role. I need to do this like Elizabeth thing. I don't remember and that. It was really, honestly, like, I'm not lying when I think every single Hollywood actress was like, this, because at the time they were signing up for a trilogy. Yeah. And also, I was thinking about that, watching this Wait, movie. Maddie had her point. Yeah, I was going to say. Tim just, interrupted. Or just oh, it's Tim Bond. Yeah. Okay, um, so when I watched all three movies, there is a point where Lisbeth is in jail and mm-hmm. she's in jail for a more serious crime, and uh, her cell is exactly the same. So, oh, really? Yeah, it does not matter how bad your crime is; they treat you like a, a person, uh, like a human being really in weird. Sweden in in jail. Oh my god, crazy! Um, wild. That is really weird. Um, anyway. not really, really weird. We're being sarcastic. No, I know. They just came out with a new this year's or last year's happiness index. Um, uh, America first. <laughs> Obviously, uh, America, first in the worst. America is actually dropping quite like drastically. I don't know if you're aware. Wow. Well, our life expectancy is dropping. Has anyone gotten happier in the last couple years? Us, yeah, uh, actually, us U.S. people. This, oh no! Every single U.S. metric has. I'm dropped. just taking a quick poll. Just a quick poll oh. between you know. Oh, us of us. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, maybe the, that's a sti- maybe statistically significant. I mean, not really, but... <laughs> the 100%. Skins, I will say not a lot of people improve drastically because they think, of, like, COVID. Like, especially in yeah. Europe. Like, whatever. But the happiest still remain the Scandinavians, so... Which is weird because is... of the sun. Yeah. Well, the sun and then this movie. Let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, one of the things I wanted to talk about with the casting was like, when I was watching this movie, 
it made me a little sad because it was like this role that every woman was like vying for is just like a dark abused abused girl who is for the most part like quiet and kind of hiding herself or angry and like attacking and or like being abused like i for me i was just thinking like okay so this role that every woman want and includes at least two scenes of like violent sexual attacks i think it's like oh i'm a strong woman but um i'm in i don't know a, a traumatic situation so it's like I'm I'm strong, but there's shock factor, so I'm gonna maybe win an Oscar for this. I don't know. I was just it's... gonna say it reminded me of Oscar roles that are like I either have to be abused or I have to transform myself through makeup or I'm like there's Nazis involved, which all three are not all three. Roger Roger Ebert in his review was like entranced by Numi Rapace's performance. He was like, This woman is so good and like that um, her performance transcends the movie itself. He was like, the movie's good, but her performance is better. Um, and I think it is like, the character is very complex. And I think from what I remember reading about it, and it has been a while, um, like, she's so much more than what you see on the surface. And in a movie, you only get the surface. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to um, have that translate. Um, But, like, I think part of the drive to um, play her might be, you know, the challenge. Yeah. The, I mean, she, the horrible things happen to her, but she doesn't let them define her. She gets hers. Yeah. You know? I did wonder if part of it was the revenge fantasy. Yeah, and like, yeah. at the end, she's like the ultimate winner of everything. She gets like several million, <laughs> you know, kroner or whatever, and like gets to do whatever she wants. Which, as far as uh, this movie is concerned. Very yeah. much. There was nothing preventing her from getting that money at the beginning of this movie. Well, there were people who might try to get it back. This guy... Werner Strom, after his exploits are revealed, kills him. He dies by suicide. So Does he? He's not... Because apparently he had a lot of cartel connections. I mean, yeah, there's like hypotheses in other movies. Like, I think in the American movie, he is killed by a cartel. But like, so he is gone. He's not going to be trying to get his money back, is what I'm saying. Is it weird yeah. that in my brain, when I saw her new blonde get up, I just thought she looked like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Rosa pretending to be somebody else? Yeah, I think like it's just because that her... wig was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad wig. Okay. She did so... do a really good job. I'm not saying that. I'm just, yeah, I was that's... just watching it going like, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is, it's one of those movies that's so good, I stopped taking notes. We're getting a lot of those lately. Yeah, and plus it was so complicated. Like, I remember reading the book, and, like, there was, like, fully half of it was, like, digging so deep into, like, things that I felt, like, didn't matter. Like, the business of the Vanger Vogger group. Yeah. And, like, the um the, the happenings of that day. Like, they really traced what every single person was doing, and, um like, on the bridge, and they, like, interviewed a bunch of people, and... 
like that whole thing where um Mikhail is tracking down the the photos like he he has like the newspaper photos of children's day and then he sees a woman taking a photo behind harriet and then he finds the woman and then he finds the pictures that the woman took and then he's like a blurry man boy in a sweater (laughs) and then like like that whole process was i think much more complicated in the book but i think i mean it, it was a long ass book, if I remember correctly, and this five hundred and forty four pages. Still a two and a half hour movie. I think, yeah, it's a really good adaptation for like getting what having a believable like six month long investigation, but also yeah. like compressing all the stuff. Like nothing was like a crazy leap. Nothing seemed like it didn't fit. Like, yeah. If we want to talk about any, the mystery, like there weren't any false trails. I'm sensing that we a saw. um a high stab high stab <laughs> uh counts at the yeah. end of this. Cause they did really like go into all of every single detail and show what their thought process was behind it. And um I feel like it's how it actually would be solved. Maddie, did you watch the um the original versions of the movies? Yeah, I watched all three of the original ones this week. I found out that they were also released as a mini series with ex- like as an extended edition. So like there's an extended oh. version of this that's like three and a half hours long. Man. Then the, like there the other two like there's a lot more that had been cut, but then they were uh, put out as like a show. I feel like I'm a sucker for a well adapted book like what i when i want when i read a book and it gets turned into a movie i want to see it like as i read it exactly um <laughs> and i feel like maybe that's some um, harry potter trauma Already. but um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i loved how well they stuck to the books in the swedish version that's so interesting yeah yeah i don't always want that because movies are different than books so like i want a book adaptation to be true to the true to the story like i don't want them to change things and i don't want like i don't know but i want it to be like this is the movie version of this story and these characters because i think if you make everything too exact it's almost boring does that make sense that's what my brain wants like yeah, the if it's first a good two, book, it won't be boring. Yeah, that's true. The first two Harry Potter movies are so exact to the books. So when you watch them, as like they're not exact. Although... They're not exact. <laughs> also, they have child actors. They did. I was gonna say it's also like for children. So like, yeah, yeah. I just remember that third movie. Even though it's a cool movie, I did not like a lot of it. I hated the, the third movie. Choir. I like Alfonso Cuarón. I mean, I loved but, like, it. The like, I love it now. But I was like, oh, I don't this like, is not like the book at all. I hated the design of the werewolves. I absolutely hated it. I still hate it, actually. And anyway. <laughs> we, oh, that's this isn't a Harry Potter <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we. I really don't actually like talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> of course. Who would? Ugh. Although, did you see what Daniel Radcliffe did? Yes. Yeah. I, put it, I had it in my Instagram stories. Ooh. Yeah. His um, interview with the trans and non-binary children. Well done, Carrie. You is. encountered a piece of news before we did. Yay! <laughs> um, anywho, but Maddie, I get what you're saying, and I, 
I I like I was on Amazon and it did say extended edition and I almost watched it but then I was like how extended and then I saw it and I was like too extended. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I finished this at like midnight last night so like any longer would have been bad. Also between last week and this week all of these were available on Amazon Prime. Like I watched it for free on Amazon Prime. Like the yep. Yes, the first two on Amazon Prime I watched last week, um, Saturday and Sunday, and then this week I tried to watch the third one, and all three of them were not available in this country anymore. That changed from last yeah free trial of something that happened between last week and this week. I didn't technically break the law, but somebody (laughs) did because I found this entire movie subtitled in English on youtube wow Wow. are you sure how long was it two hours and 30 minutes oh okay about you know what yeah there's probably some different like laws concerning foreign like producing houses i doubt it probably not because i have found a lot of british shows on youtube like i think all of rosemary and time is on youtube (laughs) okay anyway I don't think that I don't think international barriers is going to prevent somebody from trying to get that scratch. Yeah. So Maddie, I when I was trying to watch this last night, I encountered that issue. I was like, I remember looking it up last time when we announced it and I was like, hey, it's on all of these platforms. Yep. And then it was not on Prime. I looked on Hulu <laughs> or not Hulu, Hoopla, and like there was some issue with the the cap being hit by my library. I don't know what it was. It was like, don't reset at midnight. You can do it then. And I was like, what? And Wait, so, sorry. What did you say? The hoopla. Like, when I tried to borrow it, it said that, like, there was, like, a daily limit that had been hit by my library. Oh, I thought you said a cat had been thought hit that... by your library. <laughs> That's what I thought. And I was like, <laughs> so someone hit a cat by the library and they had to... <laughs> cap. Okay. Cap. Got it. Hit capacity. Um, yeah, so then I, um, like, I had a $3 credit from Voodoo because I have a thing. I don't pay for it, but, like, they have my email, and they were like, we miss you. Here's $3. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Thanks for the there. money, sucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I ended up watching it. These are boring details. Let's that's get fine. into, like, the story and everything. I was everything. trying to remember who played her in the American one. Rooney Mara. Did you guys also know that there was technically a sort of sequel to the American one? Was it Girl with the in the Spider's Web or something? Yes. I saw that and I was like, I am not interested. No, it did not do well. (laughs) Like, because, like, they, I don't know exactly where the fallout happened, but. Like, I think it was, like, during the script writing phase because, um, like, somebody announced, like, there was, like, an interview with somebody and they were like, yeah, the book two is totally different. And so, like, they were supposed to make more of the American ones with probably Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig. And that just never happened. They were. But, yeah. Um, Let's go back to the mystery because I didn't remember how what happened. So it was cool to kind of follow along with that. But Mac, I want to know, initially, what did you think had happened to Harriet? Well, I knew 
Okay, so initially when I, I started off with Harriet, I knew once I realized that she didn't have anything to do with any of the dark parts of this family, that she likely probably just found something out. And I did think that was the uh, motive behind her disappearance. As soon as I saw a list of numbers inside of her journal, I, I thought that has something to do with something that she figured out. It could have been banknotes or something. Weirdly, I did think it could have been Bible verses since I saw that she had a Bible in that cabin. I don't know if it's a Catholic yeah. school thing. But once the, the more we started learning about like these serial killings, what she was associated with, I then kind of incorrectly assumed, okay, if we solve the serial killing, uh, we solve the disappearance because whoever killed those ladies also would have motive to kill uh harriet 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 but you thought she was dead i thought she okay so i was a little bit confused though because right in the middle of it the police officer was speaking to the journalist and he said oh, well this is a great we're uh, we're doing Leaps and bounds ahead at finding the man who's been sending Henrik flowers. And I the, immediately, whenever anybody s it cuts it down to one gender when it comes to associating crime, that's me, that's me looking at the filmmakers being like, oh, you're trying to trick me into thinking it's one of the men. So I knew a woman had been sending him the flowers. I just never... <laughs> I... Here's the thing. I got so focused on all the very compelling serial killer stuff that I completely left my she's not actually dead theory because the other thing that i got suspicious of was they never found the body and you know yeah. no body no crime so i i started with a theory of maybe she's still alive and then the second the serial killing stuff comes up i'm like i gotta i gotta table this for a second i gotta focus in on the serial killing and eventually serial killing became so compelling i just assumed she had died from it i oh my i cannot believe I wrote down no body, no crime because no I was body, like, no crime. I don't think Harriet's dead. No body, no crime. And then to have that fucking circle back at the end with Martin being like, well, there's no body. There's no crime. He literally drowned all those women or well, not drowned. He killed them and then yeah. put their bodies in a lake because no body, no crime. And I was yeah. like, I hate that I had the same thought as this guy. Swedish Dexter. Like, that's that's what I was that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is another example of what Mac brought up last time about your socioeconomic status, um, being able to help you get away with murder. So many he had a boat. I can't that believe fucking that, wall. I yeah, can't believe that so many stereotypes are about like. There are a lot of stereotypes about sort of underrepresented communities being like the source of a lot of crime and, and, and horrible things. When every one of these serial killing shows that we watch, which in many ways reflect actual serial killings, is people target the most vulnerable because they know no one will come searching for them. I, yeah. I, Martin did basically exactly what uh, the Green River Killer did, which was he's just targeted people he knew no one would come searching for all that much. And he was rich yeah. and he had a boat and he's like, I'll just go out in my boat and put him in the ocean. And yeah. you know what? Okay, like, not the just ocean the boat. So big. The, the basement yeah, room. Yeah, he does. He had to talk to a contractor and be like, I'd like a basement <laughs> room that's soundproof and coated in tile. Could I also get a cage installed down there? And With then, a drain underneath a hook. It looked like that room 
in the Black Dahlia murders whenever they depict the George Hodel version. Ooh, yeah. Because he I'm- had that secret medical room, like... And it looked, I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's like a, that's I a bet it was killer. an inspiration for it. Yeah. It looked exactly like the one in the Chris Pine. I can't remember the name of that story, yeah. but no. yeah, I, like the fact that he was right is infuriating because maybe all these women disappeared, but no one ever connected them with Martin. Like there was no suspicion on him the they they might be like the weird vanger group people and they knew that there were nazis around but like none of those crimes had been connected with him yeah hey no. the only reason that they connected the first 5 were because they were all uh what was it gottfried's victims and he chose them because they were jewish yeah yeah and he left their bodies out like that was one of martin's points is like gottfried had like his whole religious fanaticism and like tying everything back to the bible and like Verses about women and killing them and stuff. There might have um, been and left them out. There might have been some generational stuff in there too, because I, it it was almost like Martin is like, Gottfried is a serial killer of the older age because he went after Jewish people and he left the bodies out. I'm an enlightened serial killer. I go after sex workers and immigrants and I hide the bodies properly. And I'm just looking at this motherfucker like you don't, you can't. You don't get to you don't get to say that you compare favorably to the Nazi serial killer, motherfucker. Yeah, like yeah. his whole thing was like Gottfried he as, like assumed that Gottfried had like a a religious reasoning behind it, but Martin was just like it's literally just about the sex, aka rape. Yeah. Like that's the only Ugh. reason he killed women i mean like he did say also that he liked watching the disappointment and the like go out of their eyes and so it definitely was about the murder but like more it, about power it than was mostly anything. power yeah yeah which is man we are gonna have one hell of a which is warning on this so oh my God. i was gonna say this, this is like episode. <laughs> don't listen i mean i assume if you're familiar at all with this movie trilogy not everyone is you don't know i wasn't i didn't know See? i i only knew about the the like I knew it was dark. Yeah, I braced myself. I didn't know for That's what. That's all Mac knew. <laughs> dark. I I walked. In, I came into this thing as the caveman meme from SpongeBob, where I'm just kind of like <laughs> wide-footed, don't know what's coming, but something is. Yeah. yeah. Come at me, dark Swedish drama. <laughs> okay, so I did think what, that we kind of. Sorry, go. I was gonna say I did because I didn't remember. I, like I said, a lot of the the mystery stuff. I did think Harriet was still alive because I was like, no way a killer is sending nice flowers like that. But I thought when we found out the Anita necklace thing, I didn't know whether Anita was covering for Harriet so Harriet could disappear because she discovered like that there was a killer in her family or if Harriet ran away or was maybe killed and Anita was covering for the serial killer, like covering for her family. Because I found it hard to believe at the end that no one knew what Martin and Gottfried were doing. Like, that was his daughter. And, like, but again, I guess if they're in, they have these secret cabins all over this mysterious family island, that they're the kind of messed up family that's going to hide. No. Yeah. I was talking about Anita's motivations for saying that that was, for not saying that that was her in the window. 
Oh, that's so dark. It's just an island full of formal Nazis and serial killers with one way in and out. Yeah. And Henrik. <laughs> yeah, and Henrik surrounded Henrik. by all of I, them. I, I suspected yeah. Henrik a little Can bit you at imagine? the beginning. Just because, there's... you know. <laughs> okay. I was going to say there's four brothers and three of them are Nazis. And like poor Henrik is like, what are you doing, you guys? Right, like what the f? Okay, let's talk a little bit um before it gets too long about Mikhail and Lisbeth and what we think of them. I think that I do like their relationship, and I feel like I'm coming at it in a I've seen all three movies point of view because in the movies after this. Mikhail has, like, no expectations of a relationship from her, but he still helps her a lot in the events that kind of happen after all of this. Okay. Yeah, like, that is something... um, One of the differences between the book and this movie that was pointed out online is that in the book, Mikhail is portrayed as, like, a womanizer. Like, he... Um, and that woman from his magazine, like, she's married, but, like, they're still, like, occasionally having sex, but the, and the husband knows and just tolerates it, and, like, he and, um, Cecilia, I think, was Anita's sister, Harriet's cousin, like, he and Cecilia have a thing, and, like, so he is just kind of, like, going around and, like, seducing women, but, but not in a creepy way with Lisbeth, like, She's obviously um, scarred, you know, internally in her soul from various things. And, like, he, like, senses that and doesn't prod. He doesn't, like, he just, he appreciates her for who she is and doesn't have any, like, misunderstandings or misapprehensions about her as a person. And it's just like, yes, you know, like... I accept you. Yeah. So I think I think one of the one of the reasons why I like this pairing specifically is one, she was always privy to information slightly before he was. Like she's seen his internet history and wasn't horrified, so I'm going to assume the guy's completely chill. <laughs> like she she knows his financial history, she has complete access to his laptop, she can she can look into it and just basically just kinda like there's nothing that strikes her as odd or bad with this guy. So that was that was the first green light. The second green light is she is... There's always a degree of control that she has in a relationship in this movie that he does not mind and is per- completely okay with. Because there's like... She had access to his laptop before he even knew she was part of the case. And the only reason he found her was she made it so that the email that she sent him could be tracked there was a point that they made a point to say like if she wanted to not be found by this guy and just sent the email she could have but she sent an email that could be tracked she wanted him to come there so that's tantamount to an investigation at least in her and his eyes the other thing is when it comes to like sexual compatibility she sought him out first everything was made with complete consent from both partners which is sadly refreshing for her uh and at first it seems like he wants to sort of 
make it a little bit closer, make it a little bit more romantic. But once she establishes that she doesn't really want to get that close to a person, he seems to be more accepting about it. Like when they are cuddling in bed, he's like, you know, everything about me and I don't know anything about you. And he didn't seem to want to pursue that necessarily. It was a woman whose majority experiences with the men in her life is the way that they can try to use her and try to take control of her. And this is the first man that she's encountered that she has had more control in the relationship and he's been completely fine with it. I would like to point out that Elizabeth also um, has sexual relations with women. And I don't know if that is mentioned at all in this like she no yeah she is with she's in she's, she's in bed, bed with a woman, woman. He finds her yeah so the first time um i feel like that is true that a lot of men in her life have um like been have overpowered her in like a financial sexual um you know psychological abusive, abusive yeah. way um, but that's not all of Lisbeth's experience. And I think like in, yeah, her sexual relationships, it's important for her to have the power. And that's, I think, true across like her relationships with women and with Mikhail and then maybe with other unnamed men that aren't, um, you know, in the movie. In, in the movie. Yeah. Um. I that's part of why I wanted to watch the other two movies because I didn't love it just purely because of the age gap. There's like a 20 year age gap and that just always skews me out. But all of you made excellent points and so now I'm kind of like okay yeah I get it. Like the power thing and the fact that she sought him out. But I I'm intrigued to see like the progression of it because yeah, some sometimes just seeing them in bed and being like she's 24 and he's like 40 something for like mid to late 40s the actors have a 19 year age gap i did look that up so yes okay <laughs> let's um real quick talk about them as investigators like and they're do they have different approaches like elizabeth is obviously a computer whiz and knows all of that stuff and but like one of the reasons why Henrik chose Mikhail t- to research Harriet was his tenacity and his attention to detail and um like how just like the pursuit of his goals. I think you know like those... he doesn't let any like like minutia stop him. I think one of the reasons that Henrik came to Mikhail um, at that time, too, was because he had recently been in this scandal. And um, Henrik had information. I'm trying to remember. In the movie, did they say this? That um, Henrik had information on Wennerstrom? And that was part of... In the movie, they did not. Okay. But... It was that's from the book. Okay, yeah. So that's a, one big reason that he came to Mikhail um, was because he's like, I can give you dirt on Wenderstrom and you can prove that you were set up. Um, and then also um, he knew because of that, uh, you know, situation with Wenderstrom. I keep yeah, wanting to yeah. say like Fenestrom, you know, like trying to put an accent to it. Minestroni. 
Um, <laughs> but he knew that he had morals, basically. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and through like the Elizabeth's investigation of Mikhail. Yeah. Yeah. Every trait you every trait you just mentioned that uh Henrik pursued uh Mikhail for, they were traits that uh Lisbeth had as well. Definitely. Yeah. The the only difference being Lisbeth was not offered this job to start with. So my question to you guys is what do you think drew her to this case? She hates men I mean, who uh, you know, overpower women. She hates men who hate women, basically. I... Oh my god, Maddie, did you know that the Carrie, original I was just about title... to ask you. Yeah, the original title of, of the first book was called It Was Men Who Hate Women. I feel like I have read that in the past, but I totally didn't mean to do that. <laughs> she said it. Yeah. I kept <laughs> thinking about... Okay, let's not get into... This is going to be a little bit of crazy ex-girlfriend. Let's generalize about men. But should I just like, take my headphones off and leave? For no, minutes? because I think your perspective is important. Um, I think Lisbeth has a very genuine distrust and hatred of men, which we learn is very valid because also like she, the reason she needs a new computer is because a bunch of drunk assholes decide to beat her up in the subway and no one does anything about it yeah yeah which is bullshit there's people around it's the middle of the day but i think her seeing him investigate this stuff and then she's starting to see like the pattern and she i think she's like this the the, she did all the research on him in the beginning that he's clean he's boring he's like she's like she knows she can trust him from the get-go. And so when yeah. she sees it, she's looking into this disappearance of this girl. And then she realizes she can help him. I think she's like, I actually want to get deeper into this. Which is why she doesn't hide who she is very easily. Yeah. Plus, she she and, likes a puzzle. You know? Yeah. Like she likes to follow threads where they go. I think... The depiction of hacking in this movie, knowing nothing about hacking, seems actually realistic. Um, I, oh my Mac, God. I'll get to you in one second. But she also is not afraid. Like, So obviously she has anything that's digitized at her fingertips, basically. Yeah. But she also is the one who goes through all of those archives at the Vanger Group, which that is a lucky stroke that Henrik kept everything. But she goes through all of the receipts. So she's also meticulous no matter what. She's not just tied to her computer. And I like that the tenacity is something that they both share, no matter the medium. Because I think a lot of hackers in movies and TV, they get the joke whenever they have to do paperwork. They're like so annoyed. And she doesn't fall into that category. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody, anytime there is well-represented hacking on movies and television, suddenly get very paranoid? No. How so? I just assume everyone's watching what I'm doing at all times. That's I that's insane. I I feel like I need to learn about hacking just because to prevent it from happening to you. To, to just understand it. I <laughs> I can't I mean, prevent it. From what I can understand, hacking as best as I can understand, if somebody wants to do it and you don't have adequate protections in place, they can just do that. 
But it's one of those things where it's like you fear something less the more you understand it. So the her typing out all that code and stuff, I was like, I think that seems more like real hacking than what you see in like any movie that has maybe Nicolas Cage or something in it. The fact that like right, hacking, where people just like pound on the keyboard with their fingers. <laughs> the fact that hacking is more over a passive thing that you can do that the number of commands that you can type in. Hacking well, she is not already, how fast you can type. She already had it in in his laptop. She just had to like open the channel again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. By the by, I okay. Was this just made for the movie? Were their hacker names actually Plague and Wasp? They are in the books. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. You know, Mac, you like to listen to audiobooks at work, right? Yeah. You should listen to this. These are, yeah. At least the first, like, I feel like if you, you can listen to the first one, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Don't continue. But, like, they are interesting books. Like, yes, Lisbeth as a character, like, is so much better in the book. So, like, if that interests you at all, I would recommend it. Through no fault of the movie, we talked about how a lot of her stuff is so internal. You just can't put it in a film without having a, like, vocal over... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking more like all a mo- the thought bubbles. Um, I can't monologue. think of the word. Thank you. Inner monologue that's being spoken. Voiceover. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Without yeah, having Mac. a voiceover, which would cheapen it. But she did a really good job for what they had. But I think Mac. I mostly go is... for nonfiction with my audiobook listening, but I mean, Oof. hey. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh. Never mind. I just finished one that was very enlightening, <laughs> but very off topic, so I won't describe it. I like nonfiction. That's mostly what I read when I'm reading a real book. I'd like to mention one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and that was that they had to approach this very differently from most of the mysteries that we see solved on here because it was such an old case. Most of the murders occurred 40 to 50 years prior to their investigation. So all of their materials were 40 to 50 years old. All the record keeping was 40 to 50 years old. If it weren't for meticulous archiving of just like, I knew Katie was going to be excited about this one because it's kind of like, if it weren't for the brave Swedish archivists of this basement of the Vanga group, the murderer would not have been caught. I have Keep multiple your notes that are like, I just love an archive. There is an archive of the newspapers. There's archive of the magazines. There's ar- like the Vanger There's group a lady the archive. with her honeymoon pictures. Yeah, I was like, the lady kept her, like, they're so lucky that like the photographer for the magazine kept all, like they kept all those negatives. Lucky In America, we don't do that stuff because we- It was written that way. We value space. And so any we just get rid of archives because we don't care about history. <laughs> yeah. America doesn't care about history or people's. Yeah. Um, do we have, like, we're, we need to get to notes. But, yeah. like, any last things before we do that? I was really that? trying to, no like, somehow put together, like, archive hard on. Because that's what Katie <laughs> has. Um, I, I was trying to, like, people... make a, a phrase. And I... I've been thinking oh. for the last 30 seconds and not listening to what you've been saying. <laughs> but you know what? Oh. A lot of companies actually, I, sh- I misspoke. A lot of American companies do keep archives um, because they they at least like own the building that their stuff is in. Like, because one of the jobs that I applied for that I did not get 
was to be a historian archivist at the American Girl Company, which I honestly think would be my perfect job. And I'm sad that they didn't even get back to me. I'm sad that in their historical selection, they now have girls from the 90s. Oh, God, don't get me. Actually, you know what? I like it. It's fine. We can accept that our lives are now history. Yeah, I mean, in the 2000s, I bet there was a 70s. I don't know. Julie is is a 70s doll, and she didn't come out until... Oh, God. Okay, I'm fine with our our childhood becoming part of history. What I'm not fine with is them reaching down to the dregs of our childhood and bringing stuff back that should have stayed buried. Well, Inflatable furniture went to hell for a reason. I remember Carrie's The amount of detailed research, though, that's what I love. I looked at some of the stuff and I was like, Carrie had this in her bedroom. Aliens? <laughs> Remember how popular aliens were? They were yeah. everywhere. So anyway. Katie uh, is applauding the 90s archivist of the American Girl Doll Company. They Trends don't are need cyclical. you after all. <laughs> Sorry. Trends <laughs> don't happens. need to be cyclical. Honestly, I just love that they... I'd like... <laughs> like, there are things that... Sh- there are things that should not come back. I agree. History like, should like, not be cyclical no. because some stuff should be left in the past. Yeah, but you. But I can read my notes all at, in one second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, that's such a good insight. <laughs> uh, Maddie, what are your notes? Sorry, I'm obsessed with that <laughs> meme or I don't know TikTok. <laughs> that I don't. There. Are, I think I know what you're no? talking about. Um, it's actually from a family guy joke and he's like, I can tell you all the laws all at once or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is unfortunately family guy is sometimes funny and I hate it. I know, but somebody made it into a nursing meme and I liked it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I feel like we should have known that Harriet was alive immediately because why would her killer Okay, the only two people who know about the flower thing are her and Henrik. And why would the killer be, like, asking her, now, if you were gone, what would be missing from Henrik's life? Or, you know, yeah, what, Katie? Can I just say something that just came to me? What? You were wrong in that only she and Henrik would have known about the flowers because he hung them in his house. I guess, yeah. But they were hung in his house. So the only people who would have known about them are family. Mm-hmm. So his only suspects should have been family all along. I mean, that's what, that's he, what said. he said. Yeah. Oh, he so. gave Mikhail, he, the he second gave he Mikhail came photo. in, he was like, I know it's one of my family members. He's like, here's you a picture of my right. family. <laughs> it's one of them. They're jerks <laughs> yes. and greedy. Okay. Okay. But still. <laughs> oh, my God. It just hit me. Katie. But Katie, it's, it's you were wrong in that it's not just her. <laughs> It wasn't just her and him. Anyway, the okay, yeah. Anyway, you guys, I'm really good. Katie Katie showing up to a crime scene. Hmm, there's fingerprints on this knife. Whoever used it must have these fingerprints. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it kind of reminded me of like Knives Out vibes, and I think it was just because it was, um, you know, a manor house and family things and. A semi-Daniel Craig investigator. Yeah. <laughs> and it uh, proves that wealth just messes up people's perspective when it comes to, like, murder and the value of life. Yeah. yeah. When they were all gathered to tell him to stop looking. 
I was like, this is exactly nice out. Well, yeah. Um, I forgot how much I hate um Bierman. Yeah. Yep. The Guardian. Yep. God. I fucking hate him. I have multiple notes. So that are just like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Um, those that poor actor's ears running in the snow. Mikhail was like <laughs> running around and I'm like, he needs some head protection. Uh I wanna try really good whiskey. They made a a thing about there being um like a single malt old whiskey and I feel like I have yeah. never appreciated it. Maybe it's because I've only had I don't know, like Jack Daniels Shitty or something. <laughs> Wait, didn't you guys go on a Scotland whiskey? We didn't do didn't whiskey do things something? in Scotland. Oh. No, I have a I. note about Scotland actually. <laughs> <gasps> oh! I forget why, but um <laughs> this reminds me of trying to start the car in Scotland. Um Oh, because they're sitting in the um the lot yes. with the rental yeah. car and he's like, Will you drive? She's like, No. Yeah. <laughs> and um no, Carrie refused yes. to drive. So I was sitting in the parking lot of the rental place and I couldn't figure out how to turn on the car. And we were sitting there for what felt like a very long time trying to figure out how to start it. It was not yeah, that long. But I was panicking. Um the tattoo is Chef's Kiss is a note that I have, but then I also felt weird about writing that. Um she tattoos no. um Oh, her that tattoo. Rapist. I thought you were talking about her no. dragon tattoo. Oh. But yes, also. Well, one of the descrip one of the descriptions um online about that um process was that she carves it into him. And that felt much more appropriate than just being like, he got tattooed. And it's like, no, it's like it's pretty violent and bloody and large. I think in the English version, she encounters him again and says, hey, I've been looking up your internet search history, and if you keep looking up tattoo removal places, I'll put it on your forehead next time. She says it. Yeah, yeah she's having me with me. Um, and I don't remember what this is from. They just let them look? Question mark. I had the same note. It was about the police and they had crime scene photos. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's exactly what that was about. They uh, like go to yeah. the police where one of the old murders had happened and they're like, oh, here's all the crime scene photos that are evidence. But yeah. he is- here's a naked woman like laying down without her head and pieces of her cut off. Yeah. Like, okay. He is a journalist like who that people know about and he is working for the head of the Vanger group. So they're probably like, this is legit. Yeah, I guess. You know. Still. I had the same thought. I was like, oh, okay. I think... But also, maybe the age matters. Like, it's too old for anyone to care. Yeah. Uh, are things good just because they're complicated? And I'm like, no. This, like, the way that they wrote it was <laughs> compelling, and I was trying to figure out whether, like, with a more critical eye, I would dislike this. But, I don't know. It's just good. So, so there self um i said i wanted to look stuff up i don't remember why but i was like i'm not allowed to look things up you're allowed to i'm not allowed to well no no one's allowed to (laughs) (laughs) that's maddie's excuse for never looking anything up (laughs) yeah no one's allowed to (laughs) even when i'm the host yeah (laughs) you know what 
I almost looked up a, a Vanger family tree, and then I thought that's going to lead me to some cool facts that I'm going to want to share, and I'm not going to do and it. Carrie hates facts. Continue, please. Um, Martin's actor does a great job when he's there's one point where he switches and he mm-hmm. is looking off into the distance and Mikhail is saying something that I think is like he's explaining the mystery behind him uh and said so that Lizbeth is finding out who was uh you know in the places where all the murders were happening and he like switches from his facade of being normal and pretty chill and the best vanger other than um Henrik. Henrik. And uh like that mask falls and the actor just does a really great job of I agree. Yeah, being very eerie. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I think roles like that are also extremely difficult to play. Yeah. Because yeah (laughs) because then like later on in the cellar when he's talking like he does the villain monologue and like tells about everything that he's done and he just seems like so matter of fact yeah yeah like like it's not like it's normal i was gonna say he seems normal business as usual like he knows how to act normal and he has normalized his serial killing so like his his act doesn't like his personality doesn't change all that much, but yeah. like yeah. I mean, he that wall was at least thirty women. That's so yeah. many women, and he explains about um like how even doing one like nice thing for his victim like m- brings them hope that like they'll be able to get out of this, and he's like, that's what he likes is oh. giving them that hope and then taking it away. That's realistically dark. Yeah. it's really bad very yeah. bad but i know that moment you're talking about maddie and it was a very good like transition yeah. um i think the uh this movie and the the um, u.s version of girl with a dragon tattoo they um did they're very similar vibes like camera work and the lighting and the music, it was all very similar. So I think they did a good job kind of translating that um, across the to the U.S. one. Um, yeah. The, David Fincher is the director of the U.S. one. And, like, that's kind of his deal is, like, the, the darkness and the vibes and the cinematography. That's, he did Seven, well right? For we that. talked about that. I think so. I think he directed Seven. Yeah. Um. I remember him doing Manhunter as well. My last note is, if you had ever watched or read The Rest, um, you'd be so confused about, like, the mom situation and the um, gasoline thing. I guess, Mac, what did you infer from that as somebody who has never consumed any part of this? What did I infer from the fact that she set her dad on fire? Did you know it was her dad? I kind of figured that if abuse came into a young woman's life, it would probably be from somebody who nobody would suspect, which is usually the dad. Okay. And then... Yeah. Yeah. I Okay, here's the thing. I assumed it was either her father or, like, a boy on the playground who had slighted her, but that'd be weird if she set them on fire. So, yeah. Dad. Okay. 
Maybe it wasn't as deeply buried as I thought. Um, unexplained, at least. Uh, that's all my notes. Okay. Mac. 60 million kroner, uh, which is what the guy was accused of having stolen from his company in the beginning, would be about $7.8 million today. There's a lot of cultural stuff that we didn't really get. The first time that I knew that I wasn't going to understand everything about this film was when they mentioned Children's Day, uh, which is apparently a celebration that they have where they wheel children through the streets in strollers like a parade. (laughs) In Soviet (laughs) Russia, crying baby is in parade. I mean, it is just like a parade. The Europeans have a lot. Yeah. I like a lot of their folk festival situations yeah and speaking of swedish things that we are unfamiliar with one thing that is kind of interesting is the notion of parole officers having complete direct control of release release prisoners finances well the thing with her is she wasn't like a like a prisoner like in jail she was like a a psychiatrically um held young woman and then like released into the population and because she had committed a violent crime as a youth like there's like a, a guardianship system that's supposed to like sh- help um rehabilitate people but it's it's different and i think there is something similar in the u.s but you guys might not have run into it but if somebody is not legally competent to like make their own decisions like um financially conservatorship. medically yeah basically so that's what i was gonna say we have to deal with that at my job yeah. so P- if people are considered a legally incapacitated individual they need a guardian yeah right but that's and it's a for a multitude guardian. of reasons no no this, this is the government no so the not necessarily the government can say somebody is legally not competent but um a guardian is usually somebody in the family, and if there isn't anybody in the family to do it, there are guardian, like, private companies. Like, we had a real hell of a time one time getting some records on someone because their legal guardian, appointed by the government, was, like, a group. And so there was no one individual person at this company who could sign the authorizations because it was, like, the group in general. So we had to provide proof that the person who signed the authorization was the president and treasurer of the group who then the group had the legal ability to sign for a person. It was like a whole thing. But yeah, but I, yeah, the point is, yes, Mac, like just wasn't explained. She doesn't have a family. Her mother clearly can't be her guardian. So she needed someone else to be according to the state. I guess from the fact that they I guess the fact that they had recently mentioned that Mikhail was going to jail, uh, it made me think that she might have also been in jail. But yeah, okay. That oh, makes okay. Sense. All right. Next, the second they said Gottfried died, probably drunk on the lake, I knew he he was murdered. He done got Plus, got. it was so close to Harriet's disappearance, too. Yeah. Well, like he got freed from his life. <laughs> Oh. oh, that's no. only funny because he was a Nazi rapist. <laughs> ah. Joke buck. Murderer. Okay. Oh, hey, that's a callback. So I also thought it was weird. Okay. Before we knew Harriet was still alive, 
I kept thinking, God, how weird would it be to be a dead face actor? I brought it up <laughs> before and I'll say it again. It's it's just weird for you to be like, show up on set for three days and then we're just going to constantly show a photo of your face and there'll be dramatic weight over it. Well, uh, they did have... kind of do that because that actress doesn't come back alive. It's a different actress. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Then it's still weird. It's still weird. Zoom in on your eyes. I also thought cultural context would prevent this because the second they showed us five numbers and somebody was thought, maybe it's a phone number, I suddenly realized I know nothing about the Swedish phoning system. And my last note, I know there's probably a deeper, more emotional interpretation of this question, but when Lisbeth went to go visit her mom... I almost chuckled a little bit when uh, the first thing her mom asked her uh, when she hadn't seen her daughter for years was, do you have any children yet? Uh, because parents are obsessed with whether or not you'll have kids. Yeah, that was the first question. The second question is, are you dating someone like... Do you at least have a boyfriend? Mom stuff. Yeah. Got a couple of <laughs> extra seats at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay, Katie. Um, real quick, I'm really kind of bummed that every time I see Swedish, it makes me laugh because of Monty Python. It just happens. I'm sorry, but not I just Muppets. I mean, no, because that's not Swedish, Mac. <laughs> but like, Mac, <laughs> do you know he's not speaking Swedish? <laughs> he's not speaking Swedish. <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, what? it's just gibberish. This is Mac's revelation of the episode. <laughs> I was going to say, know. Katie's was that Henrik suspected his family. <laughs> you're blowing my mind because every time you're blowing my mind because when the bad guy was doing his bad guy monologue, I was just hearing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. The Swedish anyway. chef chopping up a body. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Can anyway, you continue fast. Every time I saw Swedish, it made me laugh. Even like. When she's on the computer and you're seeing familiar computer prompts that we're used to, except it's all in Swedish, and it just yeah. made me laugh. Um, I really like that the reporter in the beginning is visibly heavily pregnant and still doing her job, and like I yeah. thought that was cool. Um, yeah. Young Mikael is hot in that file. Just if you notice, there's like a picture of him in this history files. Uh, I love a train. I hate that America doesn't have trains. In the same way. Like, Mikhail doesn't drive. He takes public transportation and trains and buses. And I love that. Katie has American train blindness. I know we have trains, but it's not the same. Okay? The I freight know. trains, Carrie. And also, Even everything's freight. falling apart train-wise. Um, I thought it was interesting to see very obvious, like, um, corporation logos. Like, Apple and Google and I was wondering if those copyright rules are different internationally than they are here. But they are. that's why they get taken. Like, I don't know Amazon. what Sweden's are. But I was also thinking it's 2009, so things are different a little bit. Yeah, I mean, every country has different rules. Like I know um, in South Korea, I think I told you guys when we did uh, Memories of Murder, like they'll blur out logos and stuff on people's things. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like, it was, I don't know, interesting. Um, I do love a Swedish farmhouse, and although the fact that it's only heated by that stove is bad. Although it probably gets cozy. 
Um, I just think I'm really funny. I wrote the note, Nazis, I hate these guys. <laughs> but you know what? I really do, guys. I really mean it. Don't like them. Um, I think it was cool to... Cool, not cool, but interesting to see all kinds of levels of, like, men being shitheads. Because hmm. even when, like, um, Elizabeth is using Plague's computer and he, like, she's doing something and he pushes her hands away to, like, type something else in. It's just like he doesn't even ask her. He just like moves her physically away so that he can do something instead. And it was like a shithead. I don't like that. Um, or how about the fact that he was talking to her from the toilet? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I do think Europeans are a little bit different about like body stuff than we are. We're very puritanical. I don't think it's normal really to talk to people from the toilet. But I think it's le- like we wouldn't. I don't know. They're more casual, I think. I want to talk to everybody on the toilet. <laughs> you do sometimes. I mean, from your phone, but um, I did wonder if her guardian was doing what he was doing to his other appointees, whether or not it was like. I kind of wanted her to report him to the police anyway, because it's like she's not not his only appointee, probably. Well, but I mean, then, there's nothing stopping her at the end of the movie. She's wiped her identity. I don't think she ever would have. I mean, it's very anti-Lisbeth to, but you know, speak to anybody in authority. She just always wants to take care oh, of yeah, things A-cab. on her own. <laughs> but the other thing I did think about was the fact that she still wants to be declared, like, back to normal again. So he has to like remain her guardian for a year, so she can't report him. But still, I I just, it was something I was thinking about, like, if she's not the only one. I mean, she would probably take measures to, pre- I think she yeah. does, like, I don't know. I mean, the tattoo is a pretty obvious, like. Yeah, but, like, if, it, if he has another young woman, like, under his control, what does a tattoo mean? She, That's true. I'm trying to remember in the books. I think she might do something, like, to, I mean, she keeps an eye on him to make sure that he's not doing bad shit right so maybe yeah. that's just they didn't show it in the movie because they only can do so much yeah um, watch the extended version maybe. <laughs> it does make the scene changes in the beginning between what mikhail's doing and what sh- her life is very abrupt sometimes yeah just yeah going back and forth between the two um sweden in snow is kind of bleak and sweden without snow is really beautiful the moment the snow went away i was like I love this. Also, I hate snow, so that's part of it. Um, I like the driver picks the music situation. Although, what was that music, Mikhail? Get over yourself. That was a tango, you philistine. (laughs) Why listen to a tango when you're driving? Uh, Because it's amazing and it makes the hips gyrate so good. I only clean my house to tango music. All three of us were like, Yeah, but. Oh, no. (laughs) But you're not driving. If you're driving, you can't tango. You can only shimmy. Everyone knows this. (laughs) 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 I got too excited and I hit my microphone. Um, I like that Heinz exists in Sweden, but I also wonder if it has as much sugar as it does in America. Because she takes that Heinz ketchup bottle and puts it all over her breakfast. Yep. Um, I 100% thought Henrik was going to get murdered because of that whole situation being in the hospital mm. i didn't really like the first time they were in bed together michael asked why did you turn out this way 
like it's a little bit like saying you're really messed up why <laughs> you know yeah. like i don't yeah, know the coolest but i like that she was just like fuck you i'm not talking to you um sleeping in all those ear piercings has got to hurt because i had that one helix piercing and i could not sleep and i eventually took it out forever because it hurt a lot um i don't know why i wrote this note not at nighttime oh why would he go break into harold's house at nighttime because harold would be sleeping they because he was they, supposed to be they hunting. talked about it in the scene well yeah but i was like who hunts at night i don't think i don't think when he went into the house it was nighttime i think he went in when it no, was he like fully had a flashlight it and was like, at night it was definitely night. Oh, yeah. And But they okay. had just talked about in the scene before that he was hunting. I got, unless he was like over... They thought he was overnight hunting somewhere else. So. Maybe that's it. That just might be a cultural thing that we're not getting then. Because I was like, why are you doing this? Um, I did suspect the lawyer a little bit. The Dirk... Dirk... Dirk Frode? Frode. Yeah. Just when he was like asking Elizabeth how everything's going. I was like, he's been around all that time. Maybe he did something, but obviously that didn't happen. Well, he's just a um, class dirt act. bikes are cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the scene I was really excited to see Martin um get in that accident and drive off the road, but then it did make his death really visceral. Like, just her staring at him and all the fluids like leaking and falling. It just felt very like I deserved, but also like yeah, visceral. I guess is the word I'm thinking. We didn't well, see flesh of... melt off of bones, so I'm gonna give it a pass. <laughs> that's kind of like what Mikhail says is like like I wouldn't have done that, but I understand why you did. Like it's it is kind of a passive murder. Like yeah. she could have saved him, but just stared him down. It's like if you don't do anything, can you be like you know, the end of Seinfeld, they watch someone get beat up and walk away and then they get arrested for good Samaritan laws. If you if you watch someone die and you could have saved them, all right. Who had Seinfeld reference <laughs> on their this episode bingo card? I'm just this saying it's like has a similar thing. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, like obviously she was never there. They can never prove it, so she can't be charged. But I was wondering if that was a law. Just standing Probably, watching like, someone get burned to death. Um, involuntary um, manslaughter or something. I don't know. Yeah. I did want to talk about this a little. It's probably too late. It is. Because <laughs> when Lisbeth and Mikhail are talking and she talks about, he basically says he understood something about, like, growing up with, Martin growing up with Gottfried as a father, it's no wonder he turned out the way he did. And she was like, you can choose who to be. It doesn't matter what your background is. You don't have to, like, fall into this pattern. I thought that was a really interesting perspective because she also obviously has a huge darkness in her past, but she's trying to be better in some ways, but also get, I don't know. It was an interesting conversation where she talks about like, no, I'm not forgiving Martin. I'm not forgiving him. He could have chosen differently. No matter who his dad was. He didn't have to victimize innocent people. A lot of people have. She would never. Fucked up childhoods and don't turn into murderers exactly and i thought i liked that about sometimes they turn into um forced tattooists (laughs) yeah she she would i think it was justified but she is very much a murderer yeah did she murder 
Oh, she, she said her father her on fire a lot. Yeah, I, was gonna, I forgot about that. Um, Carrie, I'm surprised you didn't mention. Did you cry because the old man cried not one but two times? One um, time for sad and one time for happy. It's in my notes. I just haven't done them yet. Okay, cool. I, my note was literally like, oh, Carrie, got you again. <laughs> um, And then my last note is just, it's really weird to see like business, business people walking along like a beach. <laughs> I don't know why. But it just felt strange. Like briefcases and power suits. And then there's like naked people swimming next to you. Well, the bank account, Venerstrom's bank account was in the Cayman Islands. So I'm kind of assuming that's where she was. I thought she was in like the south of France. I thought she was in Spain. She said she was in the Bahamas. Or no, or maybe no, I'm Spain. She said she was in the Caribbean. Oh, oh. I was thinking Which Spain. Is in the next movie, yeah. she's in the Caribbean. Okay. Okay. That's all my notes. Carrie. All right. Um, again, I agreed with mom that the guy has great eyebrows because like he's <laughs> he's wearing reading glasses in the when you first see him. So like the eyebrows are like all pushed up above <laughs> the reading glasses. So they like they oh, were the glorious. Very much. Yes. Very much like Gandalf in the uh, Lord of the Rings books. Um, oh, no, he's crying. That was my note <laughs> about him being sad. Um Everything with the Guardian was infuriating, and I just wanted to stab him in the face with my pen. Um, the Vanger family history was quite the montage. Just Nazis, 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 Nazis. We saw a lady prepare a boat to go off. She hit the boat with the champagne. That was all awesome. Nazis. by Nazis. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The boat was a Nazi. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Mikhail made a huge mess of those negatives, and I felt really sad. So I was like, yeah. If anyone ever needs those ever again, they're going to be a mess. They're going to be in a huge pile. Um, There were lots of ashtrays. I don't know if smoking is like more popular in Sweden, but like there were a lot of ashtrays around for Lisbeth. I think it's a European thing still. Like, in the UK, I think they had just changed the laws where you couldn't smoke indoors recently. And I don't know if that's a rule everywhere. I don't know. I just was like, I've been watching uh, more of the Inspector George Gently. And, like, yeah. that's in, like, the 60s. And there are ashtrays everywhere. And, uh, like... To see it in a mo- like a quote unquote modern thing, I was like, "Oh, ashtrays, weird." That is um, weird. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Uh, when Liz, I understand the rationale behind it, but when Lisbeth was going through the Vanger documents and just throwing them all over the floor <laughs> when she was done with them, I was like, "This <laughs> is a mess. They're gonna be so hard to get back in order." Like, I just imagine some poor little intern assistant person having to reorganize all of those, like, yeah. ancient business it's records. Katie's dream job. be bad. <laughs> I would love... That was my job at the Pathology Museum, was to look at old records that came from somewhere else and try to put them in an Excel to make sense of them all. Um, I did not understand why Mikhail was foaming at the mouth. I'm assuming it had something to do with what was in the syringe, but when Acting. he woke up in the cellar, it was so gross. That syringe was stuff was like yellow. Like what was it? Some sort of tranquilizer. Piss. Ew. 
<laughs> Gross. Uh, but Katie, you had a note about the dirt bike, and it's supposed to be a motorcycle. Like, that's, I don't know if they consider dirt bikes motorcycles. Dad kept calling it a dirt bike, so I just assumed he was right, but maybe he was yeah. wrong. No, that was my note. Dangerous more of a dirt to make. <laughs> yes. I figured was dad was a... safe with, like, motor vehicles. Yeah, my note was more of a dirt bike than a motorcycle. Like motorcycles yeah. are his it was. vehicle Achilles heel, though. Well, I was wondering if it was maybe just a lighter motorcycle. Like, we're used to, like, Harleys, because it's America. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know, like, Triumph motorcycles are, like, smaller, I think. They're smaller, but, like, that, like, is a dirt bike. That's a dirt, okay. It even sounds like a dirt bike. <laughs> like um, motocrossed? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was, he got to leave Sweden. Like, he's supposed to go to prison, like, to jail for three months, but he's just, like, going off to Australia? Is That was apparently allowed. Oh, Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, it wasn't wow. a violent crime. What? There are three people talking. It wasn't a violent crime, so he maybe didn't have like those restrictions. So but they don't. Flag also, people. you're you're right. Yeah, like that it seems... was weird. Maybe they have more severe punishments for you not showing up to jail at your appointed time. Just kind of like, hey, you can go wherever you want, but you do got to go to jail. And if you don't, we're going to lump some stuff on there. Yeah. Then yeah, you go to I the bad jail where we don't give you a computer. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's probably got like the internet in jail and doesn't have to pay by the minute like they do here. Yeah. So that was my last note. Just like, oh, he gets to go to Australia. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So, Katie, PBS. Well, it was difficult because I made the mistake of writing down all the names from IMDb first and then realizing that was stupid or that was not good of me because barely anyone called anyone by their name. (laughs) So I had to be like sister and then I had to figure out which one of the names I wrote down was sister. So I've learned not to do that, even though I did it on Memories of Murder, too. I should have learned then. Because, again, no one talked to each other by name in that, really, either. Okay. Anyway, there were 15 men and 10 women. So, again, fuck the patriarchy. But also, wasn't as bad as I might have considered. It's an improvement upon what we would see in the 70s. <laughs> There's just... Right. And part of the... Like, men are... Just, the part, point of the movie is men are also can be horrible. Men bad. who hate women. Men who hate women, exactly. Um, okay, so stabs and stars. Let's do Maddie first. Um, stabs, I'd say a nine. I mean, you see exactly what they are doing. I mean, to ten is a ten a thing? Nine point yes. five. <laughs> it's out of ten. Okay, you know, I like to withhold. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nine point five. Nine's withholding. Um, stars. I'd say a, also a nine point five out of ten. I really liked this movie. I like the series. Um, yeah, it's enjoyable. Cool, Mac. Uh, for all the reasons that we've discussed before, stabs nine star ten. Okay, Katie. I think yeah, I'm a. 
I'm a nine because I don't forgive the messing of the archives. Sorry about it. Um, nine first stabs and then stars. Probably yeah, maybe a ten. Like I, there's nothing really that faults in this movie. That's not also the fault of the book. It's such. It okay. is a good movie. I'm gonna watch the other two probably this week before my Fandor account <laughs> gets charged. <laughs> I'm doing my seven day trial, so I gotta do this. Yeah. Um. Check out Hoopla first, Katie. I mean, I already signed up for the seven day free trial. Yeah, so save yourself the ads. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So my stabs would be probably a nine, and then stars also nine. I don't want. I fast forwarded through the really violent stuff with Lisbeth, so yeah, I just I... don't need to see it. Like I under like I understand why it's in there, but I didn't want to see it again. Okay, um, so that's it for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Good movie. Um, the, the Swedish one. I don't know if the other one's in the jar, but I feel like we probably It is wouldn't. in the jar, I think, but I'm going to watch know. it sooner than when it comes out of the jar. Yeah, so <laughs> um, if you want to follow along with us for our next property... You'd probably have to find, like, a playthrough of it because we're going to play the game The Wolf Among Us by Telltale Games. It's a video game. It's Max Choice, and that's what we're doing. So <laughs> I'm excited about it. I am, um, too. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying Good. to get Katie to play this one for eight <sighs> years. You know wow. me and video games. I barely play them, and when I do, it's still well, uncharted good. at this moment. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless I'm free Roman cowgirl style, <laughs> then I'm treasure hunting. So, all right, okay. So, um, thank you everyone for listening to this. Um, and we'll see you next time with the Wolf well, Among wait. Us. Dang it! I always, I literally, you literally just did this on Memories of Murder. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I am always doing this. I always forget. I'm going to make a note in my notebook right now. You're going to forget in uh, six weeks. <laughs> Probably. All right. So um, if you want to follow us, we have an Instagram and Twitter at MostlyMurderPod. We have an email, uh, MostlyMurder, but sometimes not at gmail.com. And then we also have a website, MostlyMurder, but sometimes not dot com. So we're available in all of those things. Um, we post things that are fun sometimes, and uh, that's Do you that's mean it. all the time? Well, we're not posting constantly, but every that's time true. we post, they're fun. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. So now we're saying goodbye, and we'll see you next time. Um, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.